0: Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Wide World on Money FM
1: 89.3. Welcome back to our Wide World segment. Today we are going down under with our good friend Jason Dacey joining us to talk about some elections in New South Wales. Jason, great to have you back on the show, my friend, your original stomping ground back here in Singapore.
2: How are you, Jason? Hey, guys, we all match. We look like flight attendants <laughs> with our a 9.3 airline.
1: Pretty, pretty. <laughs> a lot's changed around here since you left, Jason. We now have matching shirts with our names on them and everything. And that uh, pretty high end, isn't it? <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. We had a pandemic in between since I left uh, Singapore. And yeah, lots to talk about down under. That's for sure.
1: Well, uh, you know, the, the hook the hook here today is this New South Wales state election that's happening this weekend. Conservative Premier uh, is expected to lose, apparently. Tell us, uh, bring us up to speed on that and, and frankly, what relevance it is or might be to Singaporeans uh, who are either studying there, to, having tourism there, whatever.
2: Well, New South Wales is the most populous state of Australia. It's got roughly third of the population about 8.3 million sydney is roughly the same size as singapore around five and a half million so you've got the conservative government of uh, dominic perrottet from the liberal national party and chris minns uh from the labor party and one of the big issues here is gambling and we know uh that singaporeans are massive gamblers and as are australians and the poker machines here are really out of control so The thing here that's really interesting is that Dominic Perrottet, who's the the premier from the Conservative Party, has come up with a plan for a cashless gaming card, which means that Australians in the state of New South Wales potentially won't lose as much money on the poker machines. And every year, $95 billion is lost in New South Wales poker machines. New South Wales has 100,000 poker machines. Only Nevada in the US has more Hmm. poker machines. And this plan is a Cashless gaming card. That means that people would have to say how much they're prepared to lose. And instead of putting money through the poker machines, you pay in advance, to get the card. Uh, and this is uh, actually a very big election issue here because we all know about the out of control gambling and the damage that can cause in society, whether it's here mm-hmm. in Australia, whether it's in Singapore or anywhere else.
0: It is extraordinary, Jason. I remember seeing something a few years ago that per head of population, it was actually Australia and Singapore that had the highest gambling rates in the world. I don't know if that figure still stands, but, you know, the poker machines, as they're called there, are known as jackpot machines, as you know, in Singapore. And it really is endemic, Jason, isn't Mm. it? When I lived there. Uh, you know, for five years, retirees who can sometimes be the most vulnerable, folks out of work, they would spend hours upon hours upon hours in these jackpot places.
2: Yeah, I mean, you lived in Geelong in Victoria near Melbourne. I'm living now in Queensland, but I grew up in, in Sydney. And I lived abroad for 25 years, including almost 20 years in Singapore. And the one thing that I noticed when I went back to Australia, and this was just before the pandemic, was just how big a part gambling is in society and how much it have changed in the 25 years I was away. I'll give you a couple of examples. When you sit down to watch a, a sporting match, whether it's AFL or rugby or, or soccer, immediately they'll come on and say, fancy a bet, you know, jump on now and bet. Really? Shaquille O'Neal. Yes, Shaquille O'Neal, arguably the biggest name in the NBA, is doing gambling ads, to encouraging people wow. to bet. Uh, and that just shows you that in our society here in Australia, the gambling companies have the most money. So all the best mm. ads on TV are gambling ads. And everywhere we look, there are reminders to gamble. And, and my mm-hmm. daughter's 13, she's at school. And already at school, they're talking about gambling and. The Melbourne Cups, a holiday. Can you get a bet on? What? Um, So the kids, the school kids, the school kids are not the teachers saying that, but the the kids at school are talking about it because it's it's in your face. It's really in your face.
0: Glenn, it's the only place where a horse race literally stops the nation. as Jason knows, yeah. that's the that's the the slogan, the race that stops the nation, the Melbourne Cup. and it literally does, Jason, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a second Tuesday in November. I can remember you know growing up and you know, the, t- the TV would come in around 2.20 in the afternoon, would all watch the horse race. Can you imagine that happening uh, in Singapore or anywhere else? <laughs> so this is a big part of this state election. And and really, uh, Chris Minns, who's the challenger who's likely to win from the Labor Party, he's kind of hedged his bets uh, in New South Wales about what he's going to do about the out-of-control problem of gambling because the lobby, the, the lobby of the clubs where the gambling takes place is so, so strong. And there are all sorts of arguments, and Neil will be familiar with this, having lived in Victoria, that they always say, well, look, you get lots of jobs from uh, these clubs that have the poker machines and other forms of gambling. We give a lot of money to charities. Um, So there are all these arguments, and you've got very influential members of Australian society standing up for gambling.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the Conservative Premier because I think Singaporeans will be astonished by this. Something to do with dressing up in a Nazi costume. Now, the reason I bring that up, Jason, is because just this week, maybe it was last weekend, you probably saw that in Melbourne, I think it was an anti-transgender protest, but there were folks, Glenn, men, Hmm. hooded, dressed up in Nazi costumes, doing the Nazi salute in the middle of Melbourne, which seems quite extraordinary. So, you know, this Nazi symbolism hasn't quite gone away, Jason.
2: It has not Neil, and again, I'm looking at uh, society here compared to when I used to live here in the 90s, uh, being away for 25 years, and one thing that I've really seen with the society here, it's very polarised. You have a very strong left wing here and a very strong right wing, and you mentioned the the protest there in Melbourne uh, with the Nazi salutes and the story around the uh, Premier, Dominic Perrottet, he's 40 years old, he's come from a very strong... Catholic background. He's got seven kids. uh, But on his 21st birthday, he dressed up in a Nazi uniform. And this actually came out a couple of months ago uh, ahead of the election, and he actually admitted it. We never saw the photograph, but this is something that he did growing up in Sydney when he was 21. Now, probably there are some really silly photos of me when I was 21 and celebrating my party, and I'd say the same for you, Glenn, and and Neil, I, I've um, seen you at some of those parties. I've,
1: Jason, I've seen you at some of those parties. I know for a fact there are some silly photos, although I don't ever oh, remember you in any yeah. army of, of any nation gear. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but carry on.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, what I'd say is that I actually think Dominic Perreté is a decent premier, and he's actually taken over from Gladys Berejiklian, who was the, the former premier, female premier, and she did a really good job in the pandemic. Then there was a corruption scandal. She had a romance with someone who had some pretty dodgy dealings, uh, living in Wagga Wagga, the famous uh, town. And then Dominic Perrottet took over as Premier in late 2021. So he's never won an election before. But when you compare Dominic Perrottet and Chris Minns, they're both sort of early 40s. They're very, very similar. And the whole campaign's been very civil, uh, and it's very hard to kind of choose the difference. And this is often the way with uh, elections these days. It tends to go more to the centre for the, to hope to get the independent voters.
0: Wow! I, I was going to say yeah. I remember exactly what I wore when I was twenty-one on my 21, 21st birthday. I dressed as a woman. Uh, we <laughs> <laughs> we all went out in university as a woman, uh, as women, and I've never forgot it because a a lovely young, attractive woman said, "You might be the most ugly woman, uh, ugliest woman I've ever seen," but. You've got legs that most women would kill for, <laughs> but I've never run for parliament, so it doesn't matter, does and it? You
1: never will, and I never will. And probably for that yeah. reason. Hey, Jason, what the the result of this election? What is it? Is it likely going to have any impact on Singaporeans who are maybe taking a trip to Sydney or any uh, Singaporean students who are studying in Sydney at you know Macquarie or any of the other schools, University of Sydney? Uh, is it likely the the government makeup? likely to have any impact on anyone's daily lives from from here
2: well both sides would say yes to that question glenn because there is a big problem about affordability uh for people like foreign students uh, in in sydney and another thing that's uh, happened here in australia just like singapore the cost of living has gone through the roof rents mm. are going through the roofs and it's very very hard for uh, australians whether they're you know someone that's grown up there like me or so, like a singaporean student or someone that's working there to get affordable accommodation. And in my hometown of Sydney, it has become an absolute nightmare to get by, even like the tolls. It will cost you $20 to go one way to work, just paying mm. tolls to go through tunnels. You'll have to live way out in the suburbs, yeah. uh, you know, an hour and a half away. So this is something that both sides say, well, we're going to try and fix the cost of living crisis. And and with our interest rates here, we've seen 10 consecutive rate rises from a 0.1% just over a year ago, and now we're up to 3.6% in our interest rate. So just like Singapore, a lot of parallels. But to be honest, Glenn, I don't think uh, we're going to see any major difference regardless of who wins this uh, state election. That's actually underway now. We should know the result. Uh, tonight Singapore
1: time. So it'll just be expensive, right? Continue to be expensive to travel there as a tourist and stay in a hotel or rent a car or whatever. And or if you're a student looking for housing, um, you know, the the prices will be high, right? Is that what I'm hearing you say?
2: Yeah, the prices will be high. And even regional centers where, you know, Singaporeans may be studying like Newcastle, or Wollongong, they've got expensive as well. These are cities roughly, you know, two hours away uh, from Sydney. So the whole state of New South Wales is in a bit of a crisis at the moment when it comes to, to cost of living. And I would say that my hometown of Sydney is, has some really tough times ahead given how expensive housing is, whether you're a homeowner or renting. It is so expensive. I would say more expensive than Singapore, one of the most expensive cities in the world, according to all those cost of living indexes.
0: Yeah, I've read that. That's extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, I'm fascinated more broadly, Jason, I constantly hear from friends of mine who live in Victoria, where I used to live, that my house that I sold is now worth double what it was when I sold it. Darn it! I still can't (laughs) sleep at night for worrying about that. But no, seriously, what impact is it having more broadly? I've I've, I've read some of the stories coming out of Australia, cost of living, inflation, interest rates, uh, post-pandemic economic issues and so on. What is it like more broadly now in Australia? You mean like from the societal... Yeah, society economic standpoint. I think so far,
2: Neil, we haven't seen the full impact of it because a lot of people got these really uh, cheap interest rates in a fixed term for about four years, and I was one of these people buying the house that I'm in now. Um, but a lot of those people are going to come off at uh, fixed rates of you know, maybe below 2% uh, this year in the next 6 to 12 months. Mm. So I would say we're probably going to see more hardship uh, coming up. I don't want to be a, a doomsayer here, but you know, already we're struggling to get by uh, when it comes to going shopping, but I think it's going to get a lot worse in the 6 to 12 months ahead because of these interest rate rises that will be passed on in, in terms of our mortgage repayments.
1: Yeah, it's um uh, fascinating. I mean, and, and everywhere we're seeing the divide between rich, exactly between haves and have-nots widen uh, countries around the world. And, and that too, uh, we may not know the full extent of that just yet, but that will certainly have some, some kind of impact in australia would you think jason
2: yeah i think so Glenn. And, and you know you coming from the chicago area of the us and you looking at all those trends in the us that you speak with uh, steve oaken about uh, every week we are seeing a lot of that here and that does concern me that we are seeing more of the rise of, of nationalism uh, of uh, of kind of right-wing parties as well and and the fact that my cousin he's actually a, a minister and he says In the old days, people would just sit around the table and respect each other's opinions, but now people won't even talk to each other around the Christmas Mm. table or the the dinner table when you have relative gatherings. So I think that's the concern, that we are aping a lot of the trends that we are seeing in the US here in Australia. And as I said, I I kind of look at my country in a bit of a different way because I lived abroad for so long and I realise how difficult things are now for Australians compared to when I was growing up. I mean, even small things like, in Sydney, when I was a young adult, there was cheap eats. You could be like the Hawker centres in, in um, Singapore mm, mm. where you could get out, go out and get a, a meal under $10. That, that's all gone. No one ever talks about cheap eats in, in Sydney or across New hmm. South
0: Wales. It's all gone. It's become so expensive. Hmm. So you're still tight fisted then, Jason, is basically what you're saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like you, Neil. Yes.
0: <laughs> Very
1: pleased to him. hear it. Very I, pleased. I, I, to I am hear proud it. to know two of the most frugal people on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm yeah, so rich. Think
2: that you're, not, and you're not frugal. I'm uh, not. I think I, 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 I've learned a lot from you uh, in terms of uh, living life to the full and enjoying um, life to, while you can.
0: To my fault. To my yeah, fault. Which I, uh, is why I'm richer than yeah. both of you. Anyway, uh, moving on, moving on. More positive news. Um, the World Cup is going to be a big thing. The World Cup, the women's soccer World Cup is coming there. Even my daughter keeps talking about it. That's going to be a massive boost economically and culturally. You would hope coming in this summer in the into Australia. Yeah, Australia and New Zealand actually, Neil. Yep. It's being co-hosted
2: uh, by Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, I mean football's on a high here because the Socceroos did a lot better than everyone expected uh, at the last World Cup. One two matches uh, in the groups and then lost 2-1 to eventual champions Argentina in the round of 16. There was a game last night. They beat Ecuador, a South American team, 3-1 in a friendly. Yeah, there's a real spirit. Another thing that I've noticed since uh, coming back, that women's sport is suddenly on TV. It's getting sponsorship. Mm. You know, people are out there and, you know, whether it's your daughter or my daughter, uh, Neil, or yours, uh, Glenn, there are suddenly pathways for women to play elite sport which is fantastic and and you know even my daughter you know she's playing netball and 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 basketball and she's about to play volleyball suddenly she can see role models uh whether it's the matildas which is the national women's soccer team Mm -hmm. which will be obviously one of the co-hosts of the 2023 uh, women's world cup so i think that's a great thing so yeah the comparisons of when i used to be here back in the 90s no one really talked about women's sport at an elite level and now it's on TV and it's part of our lives.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jason, real quick, you're going to be back in Singapore in a couple of months time, right? In May, I believe.
2: I know. Yeah. It's been three and a half years since I've taken an international flight and I am going back to Singapore. I've got my ticket and, you know, a lot of Singaporeans out there are probably wondering about the the costs of flights. And I picked up a very reasonable price ticket, just over a thousand dollars and not not on a budget airline, on a, on a full service airline. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's been a strange several, few years, hasn't it? Uh, you know, yeah. when we look back since the start of the pandemic, that, that was the last time that I was in Singapore in uh, January of, of 2020. The world's changed a lot, and it's kind of a bit of a blur. And in some ways, it seems like a long, long time, and other T- ways it seemed like a very short time
1: yeah well we'll look forward to having you back here Jason look forward to having a reunion uh, when you when you return we got to leave it there for now though Jason Jason Dacey founder of Cockatoo Media ABC News Journalist thanks for being with us again my friend
2: thank you guys I look forward to having a, an inexpensive economic <laughs> rice meal. I'll reunion pay for rice. it I'll
0: we'll, pay for we'll it we'll
1: go to your favorite vegetarian place in Little India all
0: the best to your family <laughs> yeah, Jason tape, okay? yeah. <laughs> see you guys all the best to the family you uh, take care thanks Jason thank you. Thank you. Wide World on MoneyFM
2: 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at
0: moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.